This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. Take your Bibles and turn with me today to the book of Psalms 128. And again, I want to re-emphasize our congratulations, our greetings to all of our fathers here today. The very warm and cordial happy Father's Day. This morning, I want to speak on prioritizing the successful principles of a godly man. I'm going to read Psalms 128, all six verses. Psalms 128, beginning in verse number one. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thy hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon Israel. Several years ago, I came across this beautiful little poem that just seems to pop up from time to time. And it goes quite well with our focus on Father's Day. And I'd like to share it with you this morning. Normally I don't read poems and that kind of thing. Some do, I, I don't. But today I make an exception because I feel that it goes quite along with what we're observing this morning. These words are compelling, and I invite your attention. The poem goes like this, There are little eyes upon you, and they're watching day and night, and they honestly are believing that all you do is right. There are little ears that quickly take in every word you say and esteem you high along the way in each and every day. There are little hands all eager to do anything you do and little children dreaming of one day to be just like you. You are the children's hero. You're the wisest of the wise. And in their little minds about you, no suspicions ever rise. They believe in you devoutly and holds all you do and say. And it is really no secret that in one day, they will grow up to be just like you. 
They are wide-eyed little children who believes that you are always right. And their little ears are always open as they watch you day and night. So remember that you're setting an example in everything you do. For those little children are waiting to grow up and be just like you. When I read that, and I've read it many times, I understand that these words go much deeper than rhythm and rhyme. In fact, if you think about those words and you followed along with me, it is the transparent gospel truth. Your life today, sir, is paving the way for footsteps coming behind you. I believe more and more we're understanding the importance of godly men and godly fatherhood in the family today. Now, my admonishment for today is this. Sacred values and biblical convictions may get you shunned in this world, but if God be for you, if God be for you, then who can be against you? Amen? Amen. Now, as I focus on our men and our fathers today, if there's any men among us who are truly, I mean, honestly, truly seeking what God expects out of you, then get in this book and I assure you that it will not take you very long to hear God speak. The Holy Spirit will shine the light on the direction for you to take. Now a lot of you know that as you hold the Psalms open in your lap this morning, you hold them in your hand, a lot of you know that many of the Psalms of the Bible was written by David. David was one of the greatest men in the Bible. But when you study his life up close and personal, yes, you will find his success as a king, but you will also find his failure as a father. I believe that God uses those examples, his success and his failure. I believe he uses those things as examples for our learning. And I believe that from David's life, we can see a life of faith, we can see a life of victory, but we can see a life of failure, and when you put all of that together, we can learn much about being a man and being a father. I want you to think about that. I want to give every man and every father here today some important principles from the Word of God to help make you successful in the role that God has placed you in. Three simple points that I encourage you to make much of in your life. Number one, give much attention to your faith. If you look at this passage very carefully today, notice in Psalms 128, verse number one, look at it very carefully. The word says this, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. This, of course, is talking about reverencing the Lord. God, as I've already said in our series on wisdom and in our Wednesday night teaching, God has not given us the spirit of fear. God does not want us to look at him as if he was some bully in the sky. 
And so when you read a passage like this, if you keep it in its context, in its proper connotation, this, of course, is talking about reverence. We could say it like this, blessed is the man that fears the Lord. Or we could say this, blessed is the man that honors the Lord. Or we could say, blessed is the man that worships the Lord. Or we could say, blessed is the man who respects the Lord. Many men on this planet could care less about their personal relationship with Jesus Christ and a faith life with him. However, I want to emphasize this morning, especially to all of our men and all of our fathers, the godly structure in a godly home is for a man to be a man of faith. I want you to think about this. It's sad, but it's true, and you know it as well as I do, that millions of homes today are occupied by godless men. And because of that, I ask the question, is it any wonder why America is in the mess that it's in today? Where are the men that would stand up and say, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord? Listen very carefully. Being a man, it's not about how much weight you can lift in the weight room. It's not about how much alcohol you can consume. It's not about how many deer heads you have hanging on a wall. It's not about how fast you can drive a car. It's not about how many women you can have. I'm telling you this, the manliest thing that you will ever do in life is to give your heart to Jesus Christ. That indeed is the essence of a godly man and to have a real and personal relationship with him. And I'm not talking about just an emotional relationship with him. You know, when you get in trouble, sometimes people, that's all the time they want to give God when they get in those 9-11 situations. 9-1-1. I got to get to God right now. God's got to get to me. I'm not talking about having a, an emotional relationship with God. And I'm not talking about having a seasonal relationship with God. Christmas and Easter, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about something that's real, active, and vibrant, alive every single day in your life. That's important. It takes a real man to live for Christ in the times that we do. Now, here's something for you to think about. Every single life, I don't care who it is, every single life has a centerpiece all of us have a centerpiece. Every life has something which that life revolves around. Some today, their lives are totally consumed and totally revolves around sporting events. Some people, their lives totally revolve around work. Some people, their life totally revolves around entertainment. Some of them revolve around, and listen, their motive is this, to get even with everybody who has ever done them wrong. Some people's motivation is to only have the last word about anything. Now you think about this. All of these things are temporal. And all of these things are ill-motivated. But if you really want to succeed in life, then you need to make sure that Jesus Christ, he himself is the centerpiece to everything. The thing about fearing the Lord is not just about what's going on in your life on the outside, but really and mainly and more importantly, it's about what's going on on the inside. There might be some guys here today, you're saying you've taken the survey, you know the deal inside of your own life, 
There may be some honest guys in here today that says, yes, I'm the one who is straight off the path. I don't have time for God anymore. My life is so crazy and hectic, it's turned upside down. And sir, you might be a long ways off from the highways of holiness, but I ask you today to give God your undivided attention and to give him your faith. Some men, I will tell you, listen carefully, might need to give God your heart today. I would encourage you not to leave this church house. If you don't know if you're saved, I would beg you in Jesus' name not to leave this church house today with that relationship with Jesus Christ in question. Brother Lance was telling me just a moment ago, his cousin was in this terrible motorcycle accident. He's considered to be brain dead and a companion brain dead. I'm telling you this, those kind of things happen all the time. Nowhere do we have the assurance that we're going to be warned five minutes before we die. It just happens. And so I would encourage you to do this. Don't play Russian roulette with your soul. Don't take a chance. Don't wait until you get all your ducks in a row. You cross all your T's and dot all your I's. Give Jesus your heart today. I would encourage you to do that. Secondly, let me encourage you to do this, guys. Give much attention to your family. In Psalms 128, verse 3 and 4, the Bible says this, Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children, like olive plants, ran about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed forever. Now, listen, guys. Our families are critically important. Don't misunderestimate that. Whether we realize it or not, a lot about who our family are is actually determined by who we are. So guys, let me ask you a question. What is it really like living with you? Fifteen ladies just went... What's it really like living with you? I mean, think for a moment. Are you really loving? Are you really caring? Are you really compassionate? Are you a provider? Hey guys, are you a listener? Are you responsible? Are you compassionate? Do you look for other perspectives? Are you leading? Outside of the Lord Jesus Christ, think about this. There should not be anything more important to us than our families. Fellas, we should love our wives even if they do not appear to love you. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 25, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. We should love our children, whether or not they give us the respect that is due. Ephesians 6, 4. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Maybe there's some guys in here this morning that thinks or feels that they're doing the very best they can possibly do. And there is no love coming back to them. You don't have 
the sense of compassion coming back to you. You don't have the affection. You don't have the priorities. If that's the case, then listen very carefully because the Bible said God is not mocked. I will tell you this. God will always honor what's right and he will always deal with what is wrong. You, sir, keep doing right. If you give love and you don't give love back, you love. If you are compassionate, you be compassionate. If you don't get compassion back, you still be compassionate. I'm telling you this. God always honors right and he always deals with what is wrong. And let me tell you this. God knows how to deal with your sorrow. Weeping may endure. Endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. On the other hand, there might be some people here this morning who are dealing with prodigals. You're dealing with prodigal sons or you're dealing with prodigal daughters. There's no question what a weight to the heart that is. But let me encourage you to do this, guys. If you're dealing with some prodigals today, don't ever give up on them. Don't ever give up on them. Don't ever say, that's enough. Never quit praying for them. Never write them off. You might have somebody out there in the world today that you don't know where they are, what they're doing, what their situation is, what their circumstances. Don't write them off. What we have to remember is this, that our prodigals, whoever they are, listen, they need Jesus in their life just as much as we need him. There are none of us that can ever step back from a day and say, I don't need you, Lord. I wish you would take care of this one and do this and do this. But listen, it doesn't matter who we are. Our prodigals need the Lord. Don't quit praying. Don't write them off. Don't shun them. I'm telling you this. They need Jesus. You may be the very light that they need. Number three, and quickly, not only give God these things, but give much attention to your faith, give much attention to your family, and then number three, and I want to close with this point, give much attention to your future. I want you to look at Psalms 128 verse 5. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Now, look at this very carefully. The writer here is primarily speaking to a Jewish audience and when he makes reference to Zion, look at this. He's talking about the political center of the Jewish people. The place where David's palace was. But then he speaks about Jerusalem. Look at this. This was, in essence, the place of social centerism of the Jewish people. So when you connect the political realm and the social realm, God is promising the father who puts their faith in the Lord. He is promising the father who is the kind of man he ought to be to his family. Then God says this. If you look at these scriptures carefully, God says this. If you do this and do that, God says this. Then you're going to reap blessings all around you if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. When fathers are what they should be in the home. Without question, they will be men. They ought to be in the church. And I believe this. When a man is who he is, who he's supposed to be in his home, 
when he is the man who is supposed to be in the church, listen, it will affect the people in your neighborhood. It will affect the people you work with. And it will affect, listen now, I believe there could be a revival of old-fashioned godliness in this country where men stand up and say, listen, you might think this is right, but according to the Word of God, it's wrong. And if the Word of God says it's wrong, hey, we're going to draw a line in the sand say, who is on the Lord's side? Now think about this. I think if men would stand up and be the men that this book, our lives can be governed by anything. You can let your life be governed by social media. You can let your life be governed by sports athletes or Hollywood movie stars. You can let your life be governed by fashions, trends, and all kinds of or. You can choose this day to let your life be governed and ruled by this holy book, by the word of God. Because I believe when godly men begin to lift the ethical and moral and spiritual element, the spiritual behavior of themselves is going to have an effect on everything around them. Now, this is the crown jewel. I'm going to ask our musicians to come, but I want you to look at this in verse 6, Psalms 128 and verse 6. To me, personally, this is the crown jewel of them all. Psalms 128, verse 6. Yea, look at this very carefully. Thou shalt see thy, thy children's children and peace upon Israel. Look at this very carefully. That's talking about the godly effect on your grandchildren. Our grandchildren are precious, aren't they? I think that most of you in here agree with me that if we could have had them first, we would have. In our minds, they can walk on water. And we're concerned about their success. We're concerned about their pain. We're concerned about this. This past week, my little Maddie Grace, she was out playing in the yard and she stepped on a yellow jacket nest. Eight of those dudes stung her at one time. And oh, I'll tell you what, she let us know it. But let me tell you this, we knew everything was going to be all right. Especially when there's a Mimi on the scene. But it's nothing like sitting next down beside her. Tell me what's wrong, sugar baby. Oh, Poppy, I hurt. I know you do, sweet thing. Listen, there's nothing like loving on those grandbabies. But I want you to see something in this passage of Scripture right here. Let's look at it again. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children in peace upon Israel. In regard to that, let me say this, guys. Listen. This might be the most important thing I say in this entire message. To every man in this church, listen carefully. We cannot do anything about our ancestors. But we can do something about our descendants. Every 
there's a huge responsibility that we have on our shoulders as men. I will tell you this. Every, every child needs two fathers. They need a spiritual father who is God the Father, a heavenly father, and they need an earthly father. Jesus had two fathers. He had an earthly stepfather, Joseph, and we all know of his heavenly father. So let me ask you this, guys. What are you doing to provide those two necessary things to your children, your family, your grandchildren? Are you living out your faith? Sir, are you focused on your family or hobbies, sports? You cast your bread on the water. And according to the word of God, it will not return void. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.